Lanosh Podcast. Say hello to the people who care. Nothing's better than friends. Lanosh Podcast. Because you know that your friends are always there. Welcome back to the Nosh Podcast, everyone. I'm Sarah. I'm Natasha. And I'm Chelsea. And we're back with you with a whole new type of podcast. After 10 months of not recording, there's no reality television show involved. Uh, But this is a really special idea that Natasha has been pushing for a long time. And we're super, super excited to finally be bringing it to fruition. Natasha, do you want to talk about the inspiration for your idea and what we're doing? Yeah. So I feel like when I I listen to a lot of podcasts and many of the ones I listen to, I like to listen to them because of the rapport of the, of the hosts. And, um, I love when they talk about their personal lives and I just love their friendship, um, and their relationship and getting to know them through that kind of medium. Um, and I feel like when it comes to us, that's my favorite part of recording this podcast that we get to hang out and laugh and make jokes together. And a lot of what we discuss or like talk about in our relationship is about people in our lives. And um, that has always been really special to me, like not just with the three of us, But friendship for me is probably the most important thing in my life for, I don't, I know a lot of people have really close family or they have a spouse or a partner and that's the most important thing to them. And those things are certainly important to me, but my friendships are really number one. Um, And I feel like there's such a, just like, when I even in that word, there are so many different interpretations of friendship. There are so many different types that come into your life, and I just find that really fascinating. So I thought when we were, you know, trying to come up with the next thing for the podcast, we've always been wanting to pick something that had longevity um, that we didn't have to rely on other people for. Those are really the podcasts that can go on forever and ever. And that's like a potential that I want us to be able to have uh, into our old age. When we die, this podcast needs to like go on as long as our lives. So uh, yeah, so I've really just berated you guys into letting us focus on this. And I think a lot of just things have been happening in the world that led us to all get on the same page. You're all, all of you to get on my page. <laughs> You're forced you to, to join yeah. you because we have nothing else to do in quarantine. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. We have a lot to do, but, but yeah. I think also, you know, given the fact that we're all locked down, I mean, I think our friendship, our friendship has been a huge source of comfort. I mean, it's, it's honestly been everything to me <laughs> in this time period, because I would say we talk constantly. (laughs) And that's really, really, really helpful. And I think in this time period of talking constantly and relying on each other so much, I think we basically realized like, well, now it's definitely time to talk, have the friendship podcast because 
this is the biggest thing in our lives. I mean, we're working and some of us are trying to have relationships (laughs) with like men (laughs) and, you know, we're having like family relationships and stuff. But I think the thing that kind of is at the center of it, at least for me, is like our friendship, really. So it makes a lot of sense to do this now. Definitely. Yeah. And we, and it's cool that I feel like, I feel like there's been so many like logistical things also with like recording and getting together and now we can just record on Zoom. So this is also the first time that we're recording podcasts remotely. No, it isn't. Well, it's not the first, it's the first (laughs) time that we're starting a podcast with the premise that we're going to be recording remotely and that we all have microphones and it feels very like kind of, I guess, speaking to what you're saying about longevity, I feel like that's part of it. Leave it to me to be talking about logistics. Sorry. I I guess I was like, I wanted to be clear that like, you know, we've had, we had Justin on over Zoom. That was, yeah. we used Zoom before it was cool. And now we did. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're just using Zoom because it's like, it's like air. Yeah, we it's like Zoom. Zoom. that's what the times call for. <laughs> Everyone's Zoom. on Zoom. <laughs> we yeah. used Zoom before everyone hated being on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, it was so novel. And that's yeah. really our like political act to take <laughs> Zoom and make it something fun, you know? Yeah, make Zoom fun again. <laughs> make Zoom fun again. So, you know, for our fans, I hope you stick with us. I hope you're, you know, you're with us at with this podcast, at least partly because you like us. And we're going to be talking to a lot of different friends of ours. Um, what's cool about this topic is it really is huge. You know, we have really good long-term friends. We have new friends. We all do comedy. So we have comedy friends. We have work friends. We have family friends. We have, you know, friends with benefits, coworker friends. You know, there's like a million different you know, people who have broken up and are now friends. Like, Chelsea, you're doing so such ways. a good job at naming all the different types of friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm legitimately like, impressed. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just trying to like give the people a sense of like what's to come. So yeah. we're going to be having different guests and talking about friendship. Um, each one will have kind of a different angle. And I think what's fun, uh, but also maybe a little scary for some of us who like a certain amount of structure <laughs> is the idea that like the concept and the theme will emerge even more as we talk to certain friends. So we don't even really fully know the breadth of this topic until we dive in. Definitely. So let's <laughs> dive. Let's deep dive into our friendship. Let's do a deep dive. Let's go really deep. Let's circle Super back and do a deep, deep dive. <laughs> So I just, I have to mention this. Um, We can cut this maybe, I don't know, but we have to kind of talk about the origins of this concept that we're going to talk about, which is the, this idea of what were your first impressions of me? Mm. We have to just say that probably something that actually bonded us early on in our friendship was that we all loved this podcast called Nick has a pool house 
from a fellow podcaster or from a fellow comedian. This was like before podcasts were even a thing. I felt like he was like the first podcast after like This American Life and Radio Lab. It was like Hoffman, <laughs> our friend, who would have comedians over to his pool house and he would have these different set of questions. And the first thing he would always ask them is, what were your first impressions of me? And it was like something I hated and thought was like so self-indulgent, but also was like so interesting at the same time. Um, and I feel like we should talk about that. Like, when did we first meet each other? What were our first impressions? But I felt like what were your first impressions of me was definitely like a TM that we had to give a shout out to Nick before diving in. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Who who of us met first? Well, me and Natasha. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Natasha, you said that as if like maybe that wasn't the case. (laughs) I know, but I just wasn't, I just wanted to be objective. I don't know. I don't know why I said that, Sarah. (laughs) Natasha, we, okay. So yeah, Natasha's and I, or so Natasha and I joined the West Side Comedy Theater where Chelsea already was. So she was actually she was actually the first person to our friendship, <laughs> but she was just there waiting. I her. was just waiting in the wings, waiting for you. <laughs> Wouldn't you say that? <laughs> yeah. Well, totally. Chelsea was part of other groups. Yeah, Chelsea had her own friend groups before I, yeah. we came. Um, and they still exist and they're still in some ways close, but yeah. uh, that's not the point of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we want to make it on. seem like it was dramatic or like they had a <laughs> falling out. They did not. Um, theater is one big community, but it also is like a little clicky or, or like there are definitely subgroups. Yeah. I, I feel like, like we're a subgroup. Yeah. I think like we're a subgroup. Too. Like, you know, when people t- start to take classes, that's how they form bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sarah and I uh, started taking the same class and it was January 9th. 2014 (laughs) and every time that happens I I just remember it really vividly because before the class started I was like okay I'm going to take this improv class it starts on January 9th (laughs) um and I don't know maybe it's interesting I think it's interesting to talk about who we were before we found each other right so I mean I'm still I think we're all similar people but at that point in my life, I had recently graduated college. I had moved back home with my parents, like in, I want to say August or September of that, of 2013. And I was feeling really lonely. So really desperate for friends. <laughs> and, um, you know, moving from college, you are just taken out of this like really lovely community that you have, especially I lived in a co-op and friendship was super important to me in that sense. Uh, so when I moved back home, I was like, okay, if I don't find a community that's similar to what I had, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, and I really didn't want to be living at home. Uh, I really didn't want to be with my parents. Um, and I wanted to just find the thing that would make me feel safe and like whole again. So I decided to sign up for an improv class because a friend of mine who we have actually talked about in previous iterations of this podcast, who I guess we're not friends anymore. We don't have to bring it up again. But at the time, she's the girl that I texted for like job stuff and then she never responded to me. Okay, so Netflix for our fans. Wait, what did you say? Does she work for Netflix? No. Okay. 
So I think for our fans, you know, if you want to hear that story, go back to our first iteration of this podcast called What Should I Say? And um, well, we can get into that a little bit later, but there's an episode in there. I don't know what it's called. So you're going to have to listen to all of them and you'll hear that story. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't know who you're talking about, Chelsea, but we can talk about that offline. (laughs) Um, we'll circle back back later (laughs) so yeah she recommended that I sign up for or I do improv because she was doing it I I lived with her for a short bit in college and she was also from LA and I had done theater in high school so I was like what the hell so I signed up for this class and I was like it's gonna start on January 9th Sarah take it away (laughs) so yeah I was in a similar position in terms of desperate for friends. And I know we've talked about this before. I feel like that is a huge component oftentimes of whether or not friendships stick and whether or not you can make friends. If you're feeling like pretty satisfied with your friend group, I feel like there's less of a need. It's like, you know, electrons (laughs) or like do you guys know what I'm talking about? Chemistry? Totally. Electrons. Yes. <laughs> Electrons. They're inside yes. of all of us. Mm-hmm. Where there's like an opening and it needs to like bond on to another one. Okay. Anyway, shout out to all you science nerds. Actually like hit us back and let me know like what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so I was in a similar position. I, I'm a little older than Natasha. So I, I graduated a little bit earlier, but I had moved to LA, I think three years before or I was sort of maybe in my third year after moving away from college in New York, where I also had a large and wonderful friend group that was very important to me. And I, for about three years in Los Angeles, had like pretty much no friends. I was in a a master's program studying spiritual psychology. And most of the people in that program, although I would, I would call them friends, but it wasn't the same. Like a lot of them were older than me and had children and like real jobs. (laughs) And I, it wasn't the type of friendship that I was really looking for, which was just to be able to randomly text someone and say like, Hey, want to go to coffee? And I realized I like totally manifested that with you guys. I feel like that is like exactly what I was looking for. (laughs) Just to say like, Hey, what are you doing? Like just to be constantly like talking. Like I think the friends that I had made previously would be like, I'm having a party once a month. Like, would you like to come? It wasn't this like more intimate kind of all the time friendship. Um, So I actually went to a like spiritual psychic, like uh, what's the word? Like um, she wouldn't call herself a psychic, but like a clairvoyant. We would call her her a psychic. You would call her a psychic. Um, and she basically was like, oh, I think you should like do improv. <laughs> and I literally like signed up. I like went home and like signed up for an improv class that started the next week on January 9th, 2014. <laughs> and, and, um, I think the first thing I remember is that Natasha, I think at the end of the first class was like, Hey, I saw you in the parking lot, I think, or like, I saw you in the parking lot and I wondered if you were also coming to improv class. <laughs> That is what I said. Yeah, I remember I was trying to find a parking spot in in the Santa Monica parking lot, iconic. And Sarah was wearing this like brown fuzzy um, squirrel, flying squirrel kind of looking jacket sweater thing that she wore for much of the first couple years of our friendship. Um, She doesn't really wear it that much anymore. Do you still have it? 
I do, but honestly, I don't even want to talk about it right now because it's so hot. <laughs> right. Yeah, but she was she was wearing that, and I don't know what. I, I just had a sense that she was going to the same place I was, and then she was, and it was so awesome. And we did a thing where in improv, you like get to know each other by coming up with an adjective and emotion for your name. And Sarah's was sexy Sarah. And she was so uncomfortable about it, but it was really funny. And you want to say what mine was? Yeah. Well, I should say like, I was uncomfortable about it, but like I named she myself. Gave it to herself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like someone else was like you're sexy Sarah and I was like eee awkward improv <laughs> which honestly could have happened um and Natasha's was nautical Natasha which I shortened I don't know was it sh I don't know if it was shortened to naughty Natasha by just me or by everyone in the class yeah everyone called me naughty Natasha and I hated it yeah and you're still saved in my phone as naughty Natasha but it's n-a-u-t-i which I feel is short for nautical and Sarah, you're still sexy Sarah in my phone. Oh my God, Enter Chelsea. <laughs> so what oh were you doing gosh. before? Yeah, like, what were you doing? Just like, what was I doing? So uh, I feel like it's important to be said that I'm a bit older than both of you. I'm five years older than Sarah. And I think I'm like seven years older than Natasha. So I had a whole life before I met you guys. It was a lifetime um, so I started, I joined the theater in 2011 after having moved to, um, LA from Washington, DC in 2010. And I was the loneliest I had ever been. I also had been someone that just always had at least one or two like ride or die super close girlfriends, but usually more than that, like just girlfriends have been so important in my life. Um, so when I moved to LA, like really it was almost two years before I felt like I, I mean, that's not totally true because uh, about six months after I moved to LA, I got in a relationship with this guy who was <laughs> quite a bit older than me and he had like all of his friends and he had his whole world and I was with him on and off for three years. And once that like actually broke up, I felt like, well, this timeline isn't really working. So we broke up the first time. <laughs> so I moved to LA, super lonely for six months, met him, was like all up in his life. And then we broke up. And then I, I also lost my job. I got laid off from the job that I moved out here for, like right around the same time. And I was just like devastated. I was at the that still to this point, like the lowest, one of the lowest points of my life and just felt like I needed just like something new. And a friend of mine had told me to do something that I did that I loved doing when I was a kid. And I remembered that when I was in middle school, I was on an improv team a traveling improv team where oh. we traveled to like senior centers and like parks and stuff. And that we did short so form improv. Classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think we all wore orange and we were called the traveling tangerines. <laughs> and I just remembered that I really liked that. So I was like, ah, I want, I guess I'm going to do improv. And I like looked up this improv theater and I started going to the West Side Comedy Theater in 2011. So I was at the theater for three years before you guys got there, firmly entrenched in my friendships, feeling great, just riding high. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. 
<laughs> but you know, it's like really amazing to have this community. Um, and then I just feel like you just arrived one day, you were like the new class, you know, it's like, we, you kind of like find your, your place and you're like, you know, up there on your throne. And then these, these new kids come around and you're like, who are these people? Why are they so cute and funny? Um, and Sarah was dating somebody that I was pretty good friends with at the time. And so suddenly Sarah was just around but I don't remember anything between when you first arrived and when we wrote and performed an original song together. <laughs> it was like and one day. I like kind of don't either. I actually, I actually, I remember my very first like time that I noticed you though, Chelsea. Can I say what it is? I don't think I've ever told either of you this. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sure. I'm nervous. Was at the jam. Okay, so I guess, yeah, that's part of it, right? So I was dating someone who was mine and Natasha's teacher. I met also first my first boyfriend. Sexy <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> Do you think that's what got him? Probably. He was like, damn, that girl's like, sexy. Oh, she's sexy. He's like, when she is sexy, she's had sex. <laughs> He she was should, so she's had girlfriends, but so boyfriends. <laughs> um, and so, and he also hosted the jam. So I was at the jam. Quite and a, a jam bit. is a freeform improv time, which can sometimes be really fun and sometimes really horrible. And it goes late, late into the night. And I think, you know, I think it was partly because we were dating, but I think it was also partly just because he was our teacher and he was our first introduction to the theater and to improv. And since he hosted the jam and like loved the jam and like claimed that he got so good at improv in four years by going to the jam <laughs> all the time, he really, really encouraged all of us to go. And so I think I mean, we took I got part. on a team because I was basically like often improvising with like a homeless man who then also auditioned for house teams. I was like, great. I nailed this because I know how to play with this guy who literally shows up and like takes off his shoes and acts like a big weirdo. Totally. I, I got this. So the jam was good. Yeah. Shout out so to I saw jam. you at the jam and I, I think the, I even remember, like, I think the suggestion was like Mars or something. Like, I think it was like something planned. And I think you were wearing your, space leggings <laughs> do you still have that those sounds no I do not fit in those anymore <laughs> it's funny that we like remember the thing that each other was wearing um although I don't remember what I remember wearing. what you were wearing when I first saw you too me you were, yes you were wearing I believe this could be like a conglomerate of memories but definitely um Sarah wears like really short shorts and looks hot in them you were wearing short, short, like frayed shorts. And then I think that blue sweater with the hole in it. Blue sweater. Oh yeah. I just it. found that again. In the blue sweater with the hole in it up by the collarbone and maybe like boots. Which the is boot, very yeah. Angela Chase. Thank you. But I believe that I was wearing my space leggings, which is like the thing I dream about wearing. Like if I never had, I mean, now that we're in quarantine, I could probably like wear those every day if I fit in them. Yeah. Alas. <laughs> Um, so I remember that you were wearing those and I remember, and I just remember like being like, like, wow, this girl like knows 
what she's doing and she has like so much energy and she's so confident and <laughs> like because I think wow. it's like it's rare to see that I think at the jam like most people like really just flounder around at the jam and I feel like you really like took the stage and like <laughs> and you were wearing I mean those leggings like really stand out a lot too but I think it was like the leggings plus like the personality plus like Mars and I think also I was like wow you can like be on Mars like you know it's like the jam is sort of like your also was like my first introduction to like what improv could even be you know and and so that's definitely my first like time that I I don't know if it was the first time that I actually saw you I don't think we like met during at that time I think I just like noticed you from afar <laughs> oh my god I love that <laughs> I love that being your first introduction to me I, I hope to be that in my uh, life I I feel like I was I must have been there too because Mars stands out I don't remember anything really about it but I remember Mars though I'm sure Mars has been a suggestion for several improv scenes that I've watched um but I I remember when I first met Chelsea very vividly um mm -hmm. because uh the person that Sarah was dating <laughs> who was our teacher he encouraged us or me, I felt like it was me, uh, to, to intern at the theater so that um, I wouldn't have to pay for classes. Um, so I, Chelsea was the, like the head of the intern program and she like interviewed me to be <laughs> an intern. And I applied, I, I applied to be like the, the house manager because I had been like a stage manager in plays in high school. You were so experienced. Yeah. Um, and I remember like talking to you and found out that you worked in museum education. I was like, I want to work in museum education. Um, and I was like, I, th I think at that time I worked at the Getty Villa and you're like, I used to work at the Getty Villa. Um, and I just worked in the gift shop and have since left that and it's fine. Uh, but I just remember being like, wow, she's so cool. She works in museum education <laughs> and she manages this internship program. Like, I want to be friends with her so bad. Um, <laughs> and I feel like we really hit it off, but we didn't like really, it wasn't the day one of our friendship necessarily I feel like it took a little bit of time to like percolate but mm -hmm. that's what I, I remember my first impression of you Chelsea that is so sweet I feel like this is like my funeral and I'm hearing like <laughs> everyone say nice things about me. <laughs> that's so nice I mean yeah I remember all that too and I remember um you talking to me about museum education and me being like run <laughs> like just fucking run and now I'm back at the Getty Villa and you have a really good tech job so <laughs> run Chelsea run <laughs> I, I need to wow and then so somehow we like permeated each other's lives I don't even know because we never had the same classes but we were always at the theater yeah like Natasha you worked there and Sarah you worked there too I did work there yeah and I and I also remember talking to you about like the internship and I n remember being very like nervous about it and I was like oh I don't know if I could be like the night manager because that job sounds so hard spoiler alert it's the easiest job of all the jobs uh, sometimes I was even like asleep during my night <laughs> yeah. like I literally would go and sleep in the green room Chris Corbos 
close your ears. <laughs> I took it incredibly seriously. <laughs> I, I think really I did like, it first and then towards the end I was like, fuck it. It was, it was so fun. late. Yeah, it was uh, fun. Yeah. I I loved I loved being the night manager. It was so fun. And it was really easy, but you had to like be on your shit and at least like just had to be conscious of time, which some people are really bad at. Uh, yeah. who do I mean, you ran the shows. Yeah. Right? I mean, you had to like coordinate all of that. And you also had to cut the, count the money at the end of the night, which was hard. We did. It was hard. You had to be a responsible hard. person. Yeah. Like not just anyone could do that job. That's for sure. <laughs> I also loved being the night manager, but I started at, I started doing door and then I did night managing and then I did like box office and then I did night managing again and I was like all over the place but by the time I started Chelsea you um weren't the coordinator for that job anymore I was but, done well, you I did think... interview me and I think I, your, I interviewed you you did t- yeah we did talk and then I think there maybe wasn't an opening and then you left and then I was maybe at the top of the list. I don't know. So many people have told me that I interviewed them and I totally forgot. <laughs> and it's like so sweet. And like there have been people who have been like, thank you for getting me in. And I was like, I have no memory of ever. <laughs> There's just so many people. Um, yeah, but that that was a magical time. And Natasha, yeah, we brought you in right as manager. Yeah, I skipped all the levels. <laughs> I remember Sean You were so competent. Like, training me and he was like so you've like been a house manager before and I was like um no I've been a stage manager for plays but I'm sure it'll be fine and he was like okay (laughs) what did Chelsea do (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I'm a very competent person so it was definitely well deserved (laughs) yeah for sure um, and so we were just always at the theater. And then, yeah. so that was 2014 when you first got into it. And then by 2016 is when we started the Nosh podcast. So between 2014 and 2016. Something happened. We have no idea what. We, something happened, <laughs> but we became friends. <laughs> I feel like I have vague memories of, well, okay. When did you guys write the song? Mm. In April of 2015. <laughs> maybe whenever we talk we try to figure out the song it's like so hard because it's before there was like a lot of social media it must have been 2015 yeah you're right so that it's like part of why like, it's hard one, no one, year, one of us will be like oh my god we gotta track down the song <laughs> and it takes like two hours <laughs> and no one yeah no one like did an instagram story of it i think that's no. the biggest problem because there wasn't instagram stories Um, For for some reason, I feel like that was also 2014. It must have been 2015 because me and Natasha started at 2014 in Mm -hmm. January. I'm pretty sure we didn't write a song about the Westside Comedy Theater by that April. Yeah, that would have been. It must have been 2015 if if we started the Nosh podcast in 2016, which was so long ago, guys. I know. God. Um, Well, I remember you guys did that song and I did my own thing, but I was like, I like wasn't aware that you had written a song or like there was some element where I was like, whoa, like this is what is happening. I didn't even know this was a thing. And I also remember that you guys did Calling in the One. Oh, and I didn't do that. And I was like, oh, like all these people are doing Calling in the One with Sarah. Like, And were you also at The Witch at my house? Sarah? Oh my gosh. I was at the witch. Yeah. I feel like we need to explain every single thing that we just said. 
the witch i don't even maybe oh my god wait can we start let's let's start at the song so it was for a lip sync concert which we didn't say it was a birthday it was a it was a west side comedy theater birthday party it might have been like the five-year anniversary or something it was the six-year anniversary because we came on the five-year anniversary and they had a ball pit a ball pit and i remember being like whoa this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I am in the right place. <laughs> they made the green room into a ball pit, which yeah, was just okay. iconic. Really cool. Um, so, but for part of that was for a while, they were doing these like lip sync concerts at the theater um, every, you know, few months or whatever. So this one time, who knows why? Well, so and, like normally you would prepare someone else's song. And right. You would, you would like, be like, I'm going to sing like Britney Spears, like Robin. Yeah. Know? And then you would memorize it and do a dance. or. And or someone would win and it was like so fun and like kind of a big deal at the theater. Yeah. So me and Chelsea decided to write a song, write a song about the West Side Comedy Theater. <laughs> I, I, that's the, this is the weirdest part of our friendship. I don't remember what like led up to that, but maybe it was Calling in the One if we did that before, which I feel like we also have to explain is a book called Calling in the One where you like do all of these like exercises and read these chapters and it's supposed to like make you ready for love. The author is the person who invented the term conscious uncoupling that Gwyneth Paltrow later co-opted. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Because she anyway. called in the one and then she consciously uncoupled with him and then they got divorced yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but was I feel like you guys did calling in the one with like some of Chelsea's other friends yeah that was how yeah because I was I had my original click and then we started hanging out a little bit and then we blended the clicks and that's how it all started to happen but it's really funny to me yeah to call in the one because we were we were both single then wait were you you must have been I think so I think it was like right after we'd broken up it's weird just to like avoid the names is it it though because in my mind you were like, well, I called in the one. So now I will share this. Oh, I was like the teacher. The yeah. Oh, maybe I was the teacher. Yeah. I, for some reason, feel like <laughs> you kind of were. Yeah. You were like, I've done this before, so I could do this again for other people too. Okay. Yeah. And, but I also feel like I was in an uncom like in, in a weird place in my relationship also, where I was like unsure very, of what was very happening. Very possible. Very possible. <laughs> my whole relationship pretty much, I feel like. <laughs> not the whole thing um so okay so we must have done that and then we wrote this song where we recorded it so we wrote it recorded it and we had some other friends join and help us because neither of us I mean and then we lip synced to it and we made like cardboard cutouts of (laughs) instruments and yeah we had like someone like a professional like audio engineer like record it it's so funny though because we haven't written a song since (laughs) yeah yeah we just wrote that one song we performed it and then everyone forgot about it and that's why we keep having to resurface it every year to remind everyone and then they just forget about it again for some reason it's not I don't know. It should be like front and center on the website, I feel like. It should be like lore of West Side Comedy Theater. The song is honestly so good. Should we sing a little bit of it? (laughs) We should, but we're on Zoom, so I don't know if it'll be like weirdly delayed. Well, I'll just sing like the beginning. Okay. Well, And then you can sing your part. So it starts like this. Well, it's called Behind the Promenade, right? Yeah, because the West Side Comedy Theater is located behind the Third Street Promenade. In In the alleyway. 
So it goes like this. Back in the alleyway behind the promenade, there's a place we like. There's a place to go at night. (laughs) To drink and laugh, I like to call it home. You never never have to be alone. Improv stand-up comedy shows every single night. Bears supply the grind at my house team's open mic. Thanks to five guys in a van. They had a dream and made a plan. was very personal to me because I always want to leave LA. <laughs> Westside Comedy Theater kept me there. And then here comes yeah. my really hard high part. Meet a guy. <laughs> Haven't yet, but my hopes are high. <laughs> even though the bathroom smells, even you though the gym is out, they got beer that tastes like fruit. And the staff yeah. is super cute. You're the greatest I thing behind the promenade. Wow, you remember the lyrics perfectly, Chelsea. I'm so <laughs> impressed. I was like really fucking up. Oh well. We should link to it, but it's gonna take us two hours to find it. <laughs> behind the promenade. Behind the promenade. Behind the promenade. Behind the promenade. West side comedy. I love you. You Aww. Wow, I just cried. That was really cute. <laughs> did you really? I did. I'm I'm very teary right now. It's sweet. I mean, it's it's very sentimental since you know the Westside Comedy Theater is closed for hibernation or about to be, but yeah, hopefully not closed forever. Yeah. So what were we anyway. talking about again? <laughs> So somehow we became to be like insanely good friends in like two seconds. Yeah. Who knows how that, I don't know how that happened. Maybe we should have done more research. <laughs> well, we started going to the Nosh, the big old Nosh. Yeah. Is, so oh. I feel like, I feel like that was like really the beginning of the close knit, tight knit like, right. thing that we have now. You're so right. Yeah. And that's why we call our podcast for super fans. That's why we call it the Nosh Podcast because we started going to brunch every single Sunday, basically, mm-hmm. and gathering together and eating bagels at this awesome place called the Bagel Nosh in Santa Monica. And we just started talking and we were like, ha ha ha, we're so funny and cool and interesting. We should start a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And we had Jamie and Sean back in the day, which are our other friends. You can hear them on our first segment or our first iteration again of the Nosh podcast. What should I say? Because I think we always were like having these instances where we were ta- had texts coming in or emails and we were just like, oh, what do we do about this? And it was like everything from parent stuff to friend stuff to relationship stuff. And we were like, we can answer this for people. Like, we're so funny and good at helping. <laughs> right? Isn't that? And yeah. we were. I mean, so people <laughs> wrote into us and t- told us, like, I got this message. I got this email or this text or whatever, Facebook message. And I don't know what to say. What do you think I should say? And it was really great, but also hard to kind of sustain because we didn't know enough people to get <laughs> people to give us things to, to help them with. And also it's such an immediate ask. Like, what should I say is an immediate ask. And obviously podcasts are not live and don't come out 
immediately. Yeah. So there was a lag that just yeah. made it sort of logistically weird, I guess, but it was mm-hmm. very fun. Yeah. we realized we loved podcasting together. Mm-hmm. So really this is a working relationship. It's not even really a friendship. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we started podcasting about, are you the one? And the rest is history. Really? Here now, today. <laughs> Welcome back to the present. <laughs> Welcome back to the Nash podcast. I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'm Natasha. And I'm Chelsea. Oh, was well, that interesting for you guys? <laughs> I think that was really, it was, I feel like we haven't really laid it, it out like that before yeah. in our casual conversations. So that was really fun to hear about like where we were before we met each other. That was cool. I feel yeah. closer to you guys already. Yeah. Um, so now that you all know the story of our friendship and why we would dare to have a podcast about friendship, um, I think it's nice for us to just go around and say what friendship means to us or, um, yeah, whatever that means, whatever that question means to you. Do you, do you want to start Natasha? Sure. Um, friendship like I said, really important to me. Um, I feel like I've always had like a tough relationship with my parents and I'm an only child. And I guess probably feeling like from childhood, feeling like that wasn't enough or it didn't make me feel whole or as good as I wanted to feel. So I leaned on friends a lot to help me get there. Um, and yeah, I, I, I feel like quality, uh, quality time, like the love languages thing that we've talked about in the past is really important to me. Uh, so that's how I manifest friendship, I guess that I feel really close to someone if we spend a lot of quality time together. Um, and friendship to me like I I'm always curious about other people's friendships or how they talk about their friends and I don't know a ton of people like this but I feel like there are those people that don't seem to have very close friends or like they're maybe always talking about how probably more in high school or college not so much in these days but well, but also adulthood, like how unstable their friendships are or how they don't feel close to people um, or like something I'm sure we'll talk about in the future, but like falling out of friendship with someone. Um, but I, I feel like I gravitate towards people that are kind and they don't take themselves too seriously, but they are really good listeners. And like, that's what I guess friendship means to me being there for someone listening, being there to listen to them and have fun with them. But also a lot of like just hard stuff, like being there for them when they need to talk something out. Um, Cause that's what I would want someone to do for me. Um, and that's what, why I need friendship. I'm done. (laughs) 
You want, this is like high school debate club. <laughs> and that is why I need friendship. And now I will present the reasons why you don't need friendship. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? What does friendship mean to you? What was the other question, Sarah? You were like, or we could talk about It's like this. what place friendship I think has in your life. But I feel like you okay. could sort of answer that. But does, does anything come? No, I think I answered it. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea do you are you still like thinking about it or do you want to go or do you want me to go yeah I'm still thinking about it but as you all know I like to think out loud so perfect anytime is the right time um that was just making me reflect on like yeah like friendship is my whole life I feel like friendship has played a really 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 big part I think like in many ways, like my home life was chaotic as a kid and friendship was always like a safe haven. I remember my parents getting separated and us like moving away. And the very first thing that I did when I got to the new house was like plug in my own phone so that I could call my best friend who was in the city an hour away. Like soon as we got in the new house, it was like run upstairs, plug in the phone, call my best friend, you know? Um, (laughs) that's making me a little emotional. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like friends have been everything to me. You know, I haven't had a lot of like romantic relationships in my life. Um, I definitely am actively seeking them at all times, but they just, you know, nobody has been there for me the way that my friends have. Um, and I think what friendship means to me is definitely like being there for the hard stuff, but also I think just as much like being there for like the stupid stuff. Like I think about like my best friend in high school, like taught me how to wear makeup and like, just like, how do you wear eyeshadow? You know, like, what do you like? I think also like just helping me live life because a lot of how I grew up uh, because I grew up the way that I did, I feel confused a lot about like what's normal and what's not. (laughs) And so, uh, friends have always helped me to sort of like suss those things out. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, I think like in my friendships now, I, I appreciate knowing that people will be there for the hard stuff, but I just as much appreciate like you giving a shit about the dumb stuff. Like, you know, if I'm spinning out about like something some guy said to me like any like a normal person could be like oh like that's dumb like don't worry about that but like your friends can sort of be like yeah I can understand why that would be like totally traumatizing to you like and just to sort of like meet you where you are and um help you through the like dumb stuff as much as the hard stuff so that's my answer for now. And, and that is why I like to have friends by Chelsea Hogan. <laughs> Natasha, I saw you nodding a lot in places where I also felt that I was nodding a lot inside. <laughs> and I'm I just wanted to like point those things out because I feel like maybe you had like were saying like, oh, I have something similar. I, I don't know if you were experiencing that, but I was of like, not having like I feel like I as the third one of us of like having a weird home life 
um, not feeling like I, like I had the, you articulated it perfectly, Chelsea, of just being like, I don't feel like anyone's really teaching me how to like be in the world properly (laughs) and sort of relying on social relationships, like non-familial relationships to kind of like help me understand like (laughs) the way that the world's worked outside of like my mom's vision of it and her like extensive love for me that felt like it wasn't really like necessarily accurate as like how the world was gonna perceive me also um I don't know if Natasha did you also have that yeah I feel like friendship has always been really important to me because outside of my friends which if you want to say outside of your friends maybe is your family that's just the dichotomy I've created but when I'm around my family, I feel like I'm not my true self. And I feel like I'm a, my true self when I'm with my friends. But my parents and my family, or at least the story that they tell themselves or the story that they tell me is that like family is everything. You're your true self with your family. They'll never leave you. They'll always be there for you. Um, but I don't feel that way. I feel like my friends will always be there there for me. Now, of course, I have different friends at different stages of my life. And maybe I, I feel like I, I do have a fear of like people not being there for me. Um, but I mostly, I think I have that fear because I don't feel like my family is really there for me. They're there for themselves. And um, I'm like, a non-person when I'm around them. (laughs) I was just thinking about this yesterday that I don't like to be around my parents with other people, like my friends or even to a certain extent, their friends, because I feel like they're going to see how much of a non-person I am (laughs) with with my parents. And um, I'm like kind of sometimes can be very intolerable. I'm mostly very passive and I try to just like get through it, (laughs) which is sad. But um, I just feel like if I have a friend there, they're going to see like all the bad parts of me and they're going to be like, oh, this is not good. Like this is who Natasha really is. But I don't feel like I am really who I am unless I'm with my friends separate. Yeah, I feel very similarly around my family uh just feeling kind of like I'm sort of just this person that I'm like okay just be like acceptable and just like be quiet and you know I've sort of broken out of my shell in certain ways but I think I definitely in many ways was like conditioned into like a box with them and and my friendships have definitely like sort of been my family to me and and like you say like I feel the people that will be there for me and the people that I can turn to and the people that I would turn to before I would turn to family. And in general, I mean, there might be like some instances where family would be more like appropriate, but for the most part, especially with things like emotional support and anything where I'm trying to like tap into like who I am and who I want to be and who I want to become, I think I would go to friends um, first for that. Yeah, hundred percent. And, um, yeah, I think in general, uh, yeah, so, like, friends have been sort of similarly, you know, important to me. Like, I've always had, I've always had a best friend, pretty much. Like, 
most of my, most, most of my life I've had like one really good friend or two really good friends. And then like in middle school was the only time where I like didn't really have any friends. <laughs> and that was just like such an awkward time. Like I had like acquaintances, but I don't think I hung out with like a single person, maybe one or two outside of school, like during my entire time in middle school. Um, and then in high school, like made more friends and then college, like made, I feel like what are like my really close friends. Um, well, I do have also some close friends from high school, but interestingly also, I guess now I'm just reflecting on this, that as I've like moved from one stage of life to another, like there have always been certain groups of people who have like dropped off of my friendship group mostly men like mostly the guys like the guys I was friends with in high school I'm no longer friends with them the guys I was friends with in college I'm no longer friends with them even though I was spending so much time with them on a regular basis uh which is interesting I definitely have always gravitated toward having like really close girlfriends and I think in college especially because we were like living together like my best friends were my roommates and we, I was only roommates with them my, throughout college. So, um, I was first of all, really lucky. And second of all, I think it just like brought, you know, and I was also an only child and grew up with divorced parents, like mostly just with my mom. So I think having roommates and that kind of like close kind of com commune style, like dorms and apartment living situation was like very, very nourishing to me of just being able to be with friends all the time, like a constant sleepover, waking up next to each other, like we'd sleep in each other's beds and um, talk late into the night. And I think just, yeah. So I, I find that very, very nourishing. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's like anything else. I mean, I feel like it's just in some ways just so similar to what you guys are saying. And And in terms of like being there, yeah, I feel like I feel like I've always chosen friends who or the people that I've been really close with are there for me during hard times, but especially I think in a way to point out how I'm contributing to my experience. Like I'll pretty much never get away with, <laughs> um, I don't know, like I remember this one time I was kind of complaining to like my college best friend about my high school best friend and my college best friend who like didn't have any investment in like my high school best friend and my relationship or anything. It was just like, you're being like kind of a bitch right now. <laughs> and I feel like that's like the kind of thing that I've always, that's been like really, really, really helpful for me. And I feel like always is also part of maybe that truth telling that kind of reality check that I have always looked for of, like I know a lot of I feel like a typical girl friend relationship is like everyone's like yeah he sucks like you know like type of situation or like that girl is mean to me oh my god I'm never gonna talk to her and I've never had relationships like that at all like I feel like everyone maintains objectivity <laughs> for the most part I would say um I feel like that's so I feel like there's just a lot of like reality checking in my friendships and also just like the fun, the fun stuff, like just being able to like go to a concert together, or being able to go on a road trip together or, but all of my friendships, like throughout my life, if I was to like look at every single, you know, person or at least like every single stage of my life, I think the friendships 
manifests like very differently and, and kind of correlate to my growth at that time, I think also. It's really interesting that you said what you said in terms of what you value about friendship, because that was something that I would say that I value about our friendship specifically that I don't feel like I get necessarily in other friendships, which is, I do think that we are really honest with each other. I feel like there have been times where I've brought things to you guys and been like, fuck this. Like, I can't believe that this person is acting like this. And you'll be like, well, send me the screenshot. And then I'll send you the screenshot and you'll be like, actually, (laughs) you said this (laughs) and you're kind of acting like this. And I mean, it's kind of no wonder that this person is reacting like that because this is what you're giving off. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it's that kind of like honesty that I think is really important. I mean, obviously it's like hard to hear, but it it makes it like a closer, like more special relationship. I think if you could actually give that sort of honest feedback. That's really great. I'm glad that we have that. Like to to know that you feel like that's something unique to our friendship is really cool. Yeah, because I've had a, a lot more friendships that I think are, which I mean, I appreciate this thing too, where it's like, no matter what you do, you kind of can't do any wrong in that person's eyes. And I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love that also. <laughs> That's also a su- super important thing to have at m- many times in life. But, you know, I mean, I guess, especially like when it comes to like men and stuff, for example, m- m- men is just an example, but it's like, if you're going through a thing that's like, kind of like your Achilles heel or you're like, Sisyphean like rock that you keep like rolling up that hill which like for me is definitely men and it's like if your friends can kind of point out where you might actually be not at fault but like contributing I think that that's really helpful like at this stage of my life I don't really need someone to be like you're perfect everything you're doing is right because it's like you know, I'm on the other side of 35 and I'm still single and I don't want to (laughs) be. And, you know, there are, there's probably a lot that I'm bringing to the table that's contributing to that. I guess I I would, I want to say that I, I would hope (laughs) that, um, I, at least in times that I am saying, you know, like, well, maybe look at what you, what, how you're contributing, that it is coming with love and with the, opinion that you can do no wrong and it's not like it's not judgmental or faulting you but and I'm saying like also like you guys and all my friendships out there um (laughs) but it's not about like blaming or faulting or pointing out like bad things about each other but more about like how can we like wanting to foster growth um and with it and I and I feel like sometimes like for me when if a friend just says like oh you're you know you're perfect and you're great like I can't believe that (laughs) anyway (laughs) I mean like or it's not necessarily helpful in the situation even though it's like nice to hear but I I do feel like there's a a feeling of love that I get from from my friends who do to me what what I am also like doing in this relationship of um just kind of 
pointing out my own like neuroses and stuff like that and knowing that like that they love me because because of it and and that they're not judging me and they're just they can just see it clearly because they're not me and they know me and they've seen me Mm -hmm. do things and do my patterns over years and years and so it's like very clear to them (laughs) whereas like for me it's just like I'm like this is reality and they're like sweetie (laughs) (laughs) you're doing that thing again yeah (laughs) okay so I think it would be nice to close the conversation for now, uh, if we all were a little self-indulgent and we went around and said what we like about each other, and I guess by extension of that, like our friendship that we have with mm-hmm. each other. And uh, I can go first. Okay. Take the pressure off. Um, so let's see. What I like about Chelsea and our friendship too is I think you're, uh, Chelsea is like one of the most vibrant people I know. Um, Chelsea is, yeah, literally just full of life, brimming (laughs) with life and loves fun, like loves doing things with people, loves people so much and just loves spreading. I feel like it's so contagious, like that joy that you have, Chelsea, uh, for life. You just share it with people and you can't help it. And I feel like you're never, you might like, be different versions of yourself in different situations but I think you're always like a core version of yourself you don't like necessarily quiet yourself to fit in to other things I feel like you're like always unequivocally yourself whatever that means and I love that we can dance and listen to the same music and enjoy that and that is not something I can say about Sarah. I'm gonna say I'm left out of this. <laughs> but we all did the lip sync battle when we did Let's Have a Kiki. We did. Um, but I think honestly, Sarah was like, I guess I'll do this. <laughs> I love that song. And I should dance. post that video. I have that video of us doing yeah, it. Yeah, we can post it. Good, good <laughs> hashtag content for the pod. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'll say about you, Chelsea. Thank you, Natasha. So sweet. <laughs> I want to frame that. Um, and then Sarah, um, I feel like since we, you know, we you were my first friend when I moved back, and it was really important for me to have a friend like you, like you said, that you could text to get coffee. And I feel like I've learned a lot about myself from just being your friend and from you being you're so thoughtful and like you like learn you love learning so much you learn so much about everything that you like you just go full in and you like are so curious and you ask so many questions that I just don't ask (laughs) I just don't take the time to ask or learn (laughs) Um, and I also feel like you're also yourself. You're, you're very real. Um, and you're also very like vulnerable with people, um, which is really amazing. And it really helps. I really love that about you because it, I feel like it got us to be fast friends really quickly because you like wear your heart on your sleeve and you just are always open to sharing your experience and like listening to other people's experiences. 
That's what I'll say for now. Thank you so much. That was so nice. (laughs) This is the best segment. (laughs) I can go next. Okay. Uh, Well, I mean, both of you are some of the most unique people I've ever met. I mean, there's no one else like either one of you. You're both so special. Um, Natasha, you are incredibly thoughtful and kind and warm. And I just love your unique voice. I love your comedy voice. I love going to the Westside Comedy Theater and seeing you perform a Mission Improbable and being like, that's my friend. That's my fucking friend. She's the funniest one on stage. (laughs) Like you just kill it. And you're just, again, you're just so yourself. Um, this is something that I always kind of like, it's not like I make fun of you, but it's kind of a joke in our friendship that I love the way you eat, (laughs) (laughs) but it's actually like a, it's a really big thing because like, I mean, like many women I've struggled with eating, I've had an eating disorder before. And if you have not gotten a chance to see Natasha eat, (laughs) it is just a beautiful show because I mean, the way that you love and appreciate food is just a sight to be held. And the way that you kind of create a ceremony out of eating is just like so wonderful. And you know exactly what you want. Like that is just something, you know, it it can be hard because again, like if you have like food issues, you know the thing that you want, but then you doubt the thing that you want. And then you, but you are just like, this is exactly what I want. And I know that it needs lemon and I know that it needs a side of pepper and I know that it needs one pinch of salt. And you just like, you're a careful eater and you're a patient eater and you just know exactly what you want. And that translates to so much of how you live your life. Like, I feel like you do just know what you want and you're very mindful in a way that I admire because I feel like I'm just kind of like a Tasmanian devil, just like always like, just like, like, like spinning around, like just landing like wherever. Um, so I just like really admire you. Um, and you're a really good dog mom. (laughs) And Sarah, there is absolutely no one like you on this planet. Uh, no one loves soil more than you. (laughs) <laughs> That's not true. A lot of people like soil as much as I do. No, Sarah. Sarah's passion for soil is is pretty unparalleled. Um, something that I really love about you is also your vulnerability. I think it's amazing. Um, I think that what you think about yourself, like I think that you don't understand how capable and gifted you are. But when you use your voice, it's incredibly powerful. And so, for example, like when this Black Lives Matter most recent movement started, you know, a lot of us white people were kind of like, we don't know how to move through all of this. And what did you do? You just like powered up your Instagram and you basically said like, I don't know what I'm doing. And you just basically shared exactly what you were going through and exactly your process which was incredibly courageous. And I think you're always doing that. You're always like, whether you're, you know, writing a poetry book or producing a podcast or doing an Instagram live, you know, you're always putting yourself out there and um, processing your emotions um, live in a way that 
is really also really, really inspiring. I think I'm just inspired by both of you. I think that's a big part of why I'm friends with you. Um, because yeah, I also like watch you do what you do and be who you are in the world and be like, that is my fucking friend. Like, I'm so proud to be your friend. Um, and yeah, there's a million, there's like a million little reasons why I love you too. Like just, I think you're just hilarious and quirky. (laughs) You're definitely quirky. quirky. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I just appreciate that you are who you are and, um, you let us into your world. (laughs) So thank you. Wow, this segment is <laughs> It's a good one. I feel like both of you are so articulate and I only like hope to be able to be as articulate as you guys. <laughs> and it's like crazy to hear I don't know, it's just crazy to hear what other people like think of you cuz I just I feel like all the stuff that you guys are like, wow, it's so cool that you do that. I'm like, these are things that I'm like so anxious about. <laughs> But that's um, why it's cool. So it's great. Wow. Well, I guess I'll start with like you guys as a unit or us three as a unit, <laughs> which is, and obviously like I second like so much of what you'll, what you both said about each other. And it's also, although you guys have your own unique relationship with each other, so it doesn't include me. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I feel like just the just the companionship that I think we have between the three of us is like I don't like know what I would do without it (laughs) like I feel like to just have you guys always in the group chat like willing to like listen to whatever thought I'm saying or whatever like weird thing I want to share like I feel like it's just like an anything goes chat box and to just wake up and have a chat a text from one of you guys saying what like whatever weird thing you're is happening for you guys at three in the morning or whatever you like eight or I like I love that it's just anything from the deepest most personal things to like the most mundane stupid no one cares things and that we all just like actually care about those things and are like invested to like the minutest detail of each other's lives (laughs) I really love that you guys are both like into that kind of friendship (laughs) um and I want to I guess I'll just say these like individually I mean so many of the things are like both of you like you're so funny but I'll just start with one of you at a time Ah, you can say them again um so Chelsea I think you're just like Natasha said, it's just one of the most energetic, like vibrant, always down to do stuff people. You're so funny. I feel like you're, and you, you have such a specific sense of humor too, with like puns and, (laughs) um, just your particular like way of seeing the world and like all of the dicks that you have in your apartment everywhere. (laughs) Like, I just like love, like, I feel like that's something that is just so different from me. And I just love like that you love things. <laughs> like I love, the, does that make sense? Like the things that you like love, I feel like I, there's just that, I don't know how to describe it, but I just like, like you, like 
Sarah loves soil like you love Robin, but it's like deeper. Like your love for Robin is deeper, deeper than soil than Sarah's love for soil, right? Which wow. We think is deep, but I mean, Sarah also switches obsessions like every week to every month. So that's also why that's not possible that she loves soil as much as you love Robin, but you like harness you like hold on to this thing and it's like been with you for a lifetime it feels like you just yeah you're so passionate about those things well robin and- with me since i was 15 <laughs> <laughs> so i like yeah i just like love the way that you love things and your passion and like your creativity and museum prov is like so cool like i just love how you're such i don't like a go-getter like that feels like a stupid term for it but like you just try things and you go for it and you risk a lot and um I'm I'm really inspired by your creativity and your ability to like manifest your ideas into physical form and to like bring people into them and like when I went to see Museum Prov at I think it was LACMA um Oh, it was just Natasha performed in. Yes, Natasha performed in it. And it was just so like cool to see like what you created. And like I think that's another just example of like things that you love are so important. Like you love improv and you love museums and art history and like you create aliveness from the things that you love. I think that's like kind of the the feeling that I have. the aliveness that you create from what you love (laughs) I'm alive and I feel like it you know I think I'm someone who who needs like other people's interests in my friendships because I I tend to like not be that exploratory that makes sense like so it's like I don't like love art history and I don't like love museums as you know but I get to like love them through your love of them too so I feel like that is like so such a benefit that I get from your friendship and I also feel like you're just always so like I love like the spiritual connection that we have and that you're like always down to talk about like spiritual stuff and like the law of attraction and all of that stuff I can really connect with you over and um just like about consciousness and psychology and like the human experience and um just the the that you're always like willing to to look at yourself too and always willing to be introspective and that we're always like kind of able to have that kind of relationship with each other also of just being like whoa like yeah what is like being alive and being human and having this experience (laughs) what could I know and Natasha um you're also so freaking funny and like Chelsea said I love watching you do MI and just being like that is my friend the funniest person on stage (laughs) I'll never do that again so hold on to those memories (laughs) and um just you're like I feel like you have also such a, a you're such a mix of being like rooted in pop culture like again which I would just never encounter if it wasn't for you guys (laughs) and I feel like um just like you're gentle prodding and like showing me like what a music video is or like (laughs) 
like a singer to listen to that I would like never <laughs> find that <you> like reject <laughs> that I would <laughs> that I reject and I'm sorry that I reject like most of your <laughs> it's fine it's, it's a tenet of our friendship that I'll I'll the, that we don't have that in common and that's really cool it's like really cool <laughs> I feel like I feel like I do like learn so much and and get exposed to like a lot of things through you and I love your um like groundedness and rootedness in pop culture and your interest in like movies and in music and um and I feel like I do sort of like learn a lot even though I'm like slow to like get into those things I feel like um that's something that I really really appreciate about you and just your thoughtfulness and your attentiveness to your friendships and your thoughtfulness about just like I just love hearing about the intricacies and intimate details of like various relationships that you have (laughs) um I love sharing that type of thing um and yeah I feel like you guys just both add so much to my life and it's just like such a good mix of, I think, humor and fun and like depth and also like creativity. Like I, I mean, you're my only friends that I've ever managed to like do creative like projects with and have them kind of like turn into anything. And that's like super, also super meaningful to me. Cool. So you're welcome. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's get married. Let's all get married to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> a four-way marriage between us and our podcast. Oh, that was so good. Well, oh. this was just so lovely. Truly. I don't want to leave you guys. Well, we always have the group chat. That's true. Yeah, we'll it's see each other chat. in the group chat like moments after we stop recording this. <laughs> yeah. So fans um nosh heads <laughs> yeah nosh heads that's it nosh heads where are my nosh, nosh heads, heads at <laughs> um yeah you you can look forward to more of these episodes for us from us maybe there will be some more crying there's definitely going to be some more laughing and so um laughing. everything in between um follow us you can email us at the Nosh Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media at the Nosh Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. If you have a specific kind of friendship that you want us to cover, please let us know. We love a DM slide. Um, who knows? Who knows where it could lead? <laughs> We're really excited to be back and to have more like just talk more, hang out. Mm-hmm. feels right we yeah, don't hang out yeah. enough <laughs> truly <laughs> <We> don't talk <laughs> enough <laughs> alright everybody see you in the group chat even though the bathroom smells even though the gym is held they got beer that tastes like fruit and the staff is super cute you're the greatest thing behind the promenade behind the promenade behind the promenade Behind the promenade, behind the promenade, West Side.